Hello, film fans. Welcome to the Film vs. Film podcast. My name is Martin Harries, your host, and I'm joined by the film encyclopedia man, Bowers Dix. We are a couple of filmmakers on occasion, but mainly can't stop yapping about movies. On this podcast, every episode we pick a topic from a film that's coming out at the cinema or on VOD. Myself and Bowers pick our favourite film from that topic, and we battle it out to decide which film will become the greatest film of all time, according to two film geeks from Wiltshire, England. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review and subscribe. Hello, podsters. This week, as Tom Clancy's Without Remorse hits Amazon Prime, we'll be looking at Michael B. Jordan films. No, not the basketball player turned actor, but Michael B. Jordan of Black Panther fame and the basketball yeah. one has no B. It's Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> and as ever, I am joined by the fantabulous, incredible hmm. Bowers Sticks. There you go. No rather no rather yeah, good here today. God. <laughs> I've I've finally evolved past rather. It's taken how long? <laughs> Seven months. How long Seven have we been months? doing this? We've been doing this a while, right? Yeah. Uh like November. Yeah, then we Started doing it weekly from oh, okay. January. No, it's a good thing when we're doing Michael B. Jordan films and not Michael Jordan films because I think he only has Space Jam, right? Can't be in anything other than yeah. yeah. Pretty. Have you seen much. the new Space Jam trailer? <laughs> Second one looks interesting because they have the uh, what are they called the the guys from Clockwork Orange. Oh, okay. In it. <laughs> Did yeah, you see I think that? So. There was a lot of uh, there was like the Iron Giant. And... That was um, very odd. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I do agree with like the one of the top comments was um, it looks like you know, Ready Player One or something, yeah? Um, it doesn't mm. look like Space Jam. No. I mean, they even animate him at one stage, don't they, in the trailer? It looks like it's, uh, like, yeah, it's like Ready Player One or uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2, you know, where he goes into the internet. It doesn't yeah. really feel like um, Space Jam. Anyway, yeah, Space sorry, Jam. moving on. We're not talking about Michael, <laughs> Michael Jordan. We're talking about Michael B. Jordan. So my pick this week is Fruitvale Station by director Ryan Coogler, who did uh, Black Panther with uh, Michael B. Jordan as well. And he certainly directs your film that you picked as well, so it's kind of cool that we've picked the same two films I from the same had director. I no idea, so that's... That's uh, <laughs> fortuitous serendipity. Yeah, I kind of did it on purpose a little bit because I thought, oh, we did, we picked the same director for the last one. Oh, oh, let's okay. do it again. Okay, fine. You know, <laughs> for me, it was either this one or yeah. Chronicle, which he was in with Josh Trank, uh, and Dane DeHaan was in that yeah. one as well. But I kind of went with this one because I just felt that I guess it's just more important to see and Chronicle can wait, you know, because I hadn't seen either of the films. So I was just like, oh, it would just be kind of cool to see what Ryan Coogler's first yeah, film was all about. True. And this film, Fruitvale Station, from 2013? Yeah, 2013 is his first feature. Um, he did about three f- three shorts mm. in the past, and he approached Forrest Whitaker about uh, financing for the film, and he was like, yeah, definitely, let's mm. do it, you know. So Fruitvale Station is about the story of Oscar Grant III, a 20 20- two-year-old Bay Area resident who crosses paths with his friends, enemies and family and strangers on the last day of 2008. He was brutally murdered on Fruitvale Station by police. So it certainly, to me, was kind of an important watch that I kind of wanted Mm. to know what happened, really. Have you seen this one before? First time I've seen this. I I think I've, I've seen the trailer for it. So directing then... And clearly, you know, Fruitvale Station uh, has a very, you know, mm. low budget for, for, I mean, no one's going to give yeah. the director a yeah. shit ton of money for their first feature with something like this. But, you know, so it certainly has this very much independent, sometimes documentary-esque mm. style to it. You know, I, I just feel like it's it felt very well researched and really well done. I mean, there are at times, a pre- well, at times I would say the whole film where you just, where you would think you'll you're literally looking onto someone mm. else's life. You know, it doesn't feel yeah. staged or yeah, filmy definitely. at all. You know, it just feels really, yeah. really authentic. Um, that's the first thing I would say. I mean, this is a really short film as well, just like an hour and 20 minutes. So, you know, they they do seem to pack in quite a lot in such a short mm. space of time, I would say. But some of the sh- scenes I do want to talk about 
I love the like the long take of the camera following Oscar uh, into the nursery about halfway through the film where he picks up his kid Tatiana. When they come back, it's followed by like you know this great slow motion on a long lens of Oscar doing like this comedy run back to the car, and he like jumps back onto mm. the car, and it's just a great expression of of Oscar's love for his child. I kind of yeah. like that bit. Made me yeah. smile a bit. <laughs> yeah, and they they replay it just. Um before he dies you know which is pretty yeah yeah pretty shocking yeah. yeah but um i i the film i think takes place around just one day i think it's just a day yeah in his life yeah mm-hmm. so you know that sort of stuff him happy go lucky with his uh daughter that happened in the morning and then by really early next morning you know still the night he's he's dead yeah kind of bookends the film and I kind of really like the scene where, like, they eat, like, fried crab for, like, Wanda's birthday, his mum, played by Octavia Spencer, and it has this, you know, this great documentary style to it, and the camera's focusing on people's faces on the on the fly, literally, the camera's, you know, trying to figure out, like, who should I go on, and, and the camera itself is, feels very improvised, of like, oh, where, where shall I go on next, it's quite quite interesting mm. just trying to react on what each character is doing um and it just really emphasizes this very um close family feeling as i said it just feels like you are just observing like real life yeah. right now <laughs> but not in a documentary yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah no it does have this um just the way everybody kind of interacts with each other you've got a lot with uh, his friends and family and even just like regular strangers and and uh you know background extras it does feel yeah it doesn't feel um scripted it does feel kind of organic and you know quite yeah mm. just off the cuff it probably isn't but it does feel like it any other directional scenes you like um or? so yeah there were a few it's like he's at the gas station and this guy goes hurtling by in the car oh yeah and he gets angry at him and i wasn't actually sure what the hell was going on it's like okay it's just one car on the road. Mm. Why is he getting angry? And it, the camera turns with, you know, he turns, the camera turns, and a dog yeah, has yeah. been struck by a car. And he gets, like, he gets really yeah. emotional about that. I mean, he's not had the best day to start with anyway. You know, <laughs> he, he lost his job. His, mother, uh, his mother's got a birthday party coming. Um, he's been thinking about selling weed again. You know, yeah, it's not, mm. it's not the best. And then, yeah, he's sees this dog hit and it's just it's such a trivial thing but it does really affect him deeply mm. and then it's kind of horrible because at the end he's going to be kind of in the same position as that dog you know it's always horrible when as i said before in the minister mccarthy one when uh lee israel's cat dies it's always horrible when animals die mm. in films it's it's yeah. pretty pretty terrible you know it's like, oh, why? But I think that was well executed of not actually seeing what was riling him up at that moment and then Oh, and it was a bit like, what the no, hell? Yeah. So, yeah, that was my first um, thought of usage of direction where I was like, oh, okay, that's that's quite interesting. There aren't as many things that like really stick out to me. One no. was basically his last train ride, um, and I think it's just kind of ominous because when they all get on the train and everybody gets on the train and the train goes and the camera just kind of is there, you know, yeah. and seeing the train it's go, weird, off, it? it was just an ominous <laughs> shot. I don't know what about it was so ominous. It's like all, yeah, I've all got of this, um, well. this music, this partying, they're happy, they're smiling. Everybody gets on the train, boom, and it's silent, it's dead silent, and it, and it just hangs there. And you're like, whoa, that's that's ominous. It's weirdly it spooky. It's really ominous. It? And uh, you know, I think that's intentional. Obviously, it's lingering a bit too long. Where you're like, okay, this yeah. means something, because this is literally the last train he is ever going to ride. Because it just doesn't feel normal to like hang those shots on yeah, yeah. for that long. Exactly. If you you're know. just doing, our main character is gone. Okay. Well, now let's go see our main character. But it's yeah, let's, let's move, move on. on. People are like, oh, it's almost like it doesn't on? want to move on. It's like no, it's just an effective use of something very simple of yeah. just a static camera and just dragging on a scene a little too long. Where it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, just yeah. It's just train, watching a train. Yeah. But I thought that was that was really well executed. Of oh, okay. This is ominous. Something is going to happen. You know, something important is going to happen. You know, the camera almost doesn't want to follow, you know. Mm. And then, yeah, and when you get to it, they're just having a good time in the train. Then, you know, shit goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? 
How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Yeah, I mean, the the chaos of the whole murder scene is, is quite remarkable. It definitely has this very frantic nature to it. And, you know, it definitely puts you in as much as it can in, in that situation, you know, with, with the camera work and just how everything is cut really quickly and you ju- you're really not sure what the hell's going mm. on at some points. When I first watched it, I didn't even realise for a few moments that Oscar actually mm. got shot. I thought someone else got shot or something. It was it was all just yeah. really crazy, that the whole, that, you know, that whole scene. Because when he gets shot, Michael B. Jordan does this, like, gasp, and it was just like... I've never really seen that kind of expression on a character's face before because you don't, you just hear it. You don't, well, I think it's a really wide lens when they, when the cop Mm. shoots him, you know, it's all done really quickly and it's it's just really interesting, you know, how all the decisions there just to get, give you this disorientation of what's going Mm. on, you know. As you said, it gets so hectic, the camera cutting back and forth to so many things going on and shaking like hell. Then it's like, yeah. A gunshot, and then it's just reactions of, like, steady, whoa, whoa, Mm -hmm. whoa, what happened? And you see him, and you're like, what happened? And, yeah. Talking about, like, the the truth of this film as well is very important for Ryan Coogler just to get, you know, as much historical accuracy as possible. So, you know, that station you see is the actual Fruitvale station that uh, Oscar was Mm -hmm. killed at. Jordan was saying you could actually see the bullet hole that was still there. Um, so they shot around that area, you know, so I think they took that. I think the, the, the cast and crew, crew like prayed for a moment before they, before they shot that scene out of respect. And they only had like four hours to shoot that scene apparently. So they had to work ridiculously quick, you know? And I think, well, I think the whole shoot itself was only like three weeks pretty mental <laughs> how quickly yeah. you have to work in these short yeah. independent films. And I mean, it's just a, also know? a little thing, but uh, and I've seen this in a, in a few things more recently, but how they deal with text messages, because he's always getting text, how, it, oh, how yeah. it appears on screen, kind of almost disembodied, like next to him. You kind of, yeah. I like that. You know, it's a simple effect, but, you know, I like that. It's a better cut than like films in the past whenever they had to deal with text messages or some films do, where you look at their screen and it's like, you know, it's really tiny yeah. and, you know, you're going to... Just just makes it difficult to read, doesn't it? It's just like, oh, you're tilting your head and you're like, oh, what the hell does that say? Rewind. <laughs> but I like it. It's, it's big letters, It does, but it doesn't intrude the flow of the film, you know. You know what's going on. You got a favourite shot then? It's going to sound weird. I, like I, The only thing I can think of to, as being my favourite shot is... I don't know. It's quite strange. It's just the... Uh, the train going by, <laughs> I don't know. Seems a bit strange. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. You know that the way it just like creates this eerie tension because you know he's going to get mm. killed in a minute. Yeah, that that was a really interesting build up. Mm. Really, um, my favorite shot. I think you men- mentioned it briefly. Is where Oscar is like holding his daughter Tatiana on his back in the evening sun. You know. Basically telling you that Oscar has died. He mm. didn't make it. You know, it's really beautiful the way uh, the sun is like flaring mm. in the lens and and there's no sound. It's just it's only background noise at the hospital as as um, Octavia Spencer's character is like praying yeah. to everyone, with everyone rather. And it's just a really sad moment just before the doctor tells them that Oscar's mm. passed away. But you definitely know that he's gone yeah. in that moment. And it's just yeah. shot really well. Oh, actually, uh, I'll backtrack. A few other shots I quite liked, I should mention, is when he goes over to his mum's and you're seeing fireworks yeah. because it's the 31st of December, so it's going to go and be New Year and what have you. And people are launching off fireworks yeah. and it's him with his daughter and they're looking out the car window. And it's like almost their point of view of looking through the car window and they you see all these fireworks go up and these guys on the street corner... Some are launching fireworks, and one guy yeah. has like a handgun. 
Yeah. Does he? And I was, no. yeah, he has a handgun. He has a handgun. And um, as the oh, fireworks, right. it's such a quick stop and you'll miss it thing. But he fires off a handgun while these other guys fire off bottle rockets. And oh, right. yeah, man, watch it again. Happening. I thought that was a good shot. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, now. And uh, th- because she even asks about it later, she says, you know, I hear, it, it, I don't feel safe here, you know, like she doesn't want to sleep over here. Um, you know, I hear gun noises, and he's like, "Oh, that's just fireworks." You know, but I don't know. I just yeah. quite like that. I know you pro- you probably missed it, but I was like, "Okay." So score then for Bowers for directing. It's one of those things that there are some really good shots in it. I do wish this film was longer. Like it's it's one of those things. It's like it's shot well. They have. I mean, the acting is good, and that you know that comes as part of the direction as well. It does feel natural. I do agree with you, you know, the camera, how it follows them, it does feel like a very real-life sort of uh, documentary sort of feel to it. I, I'd probably give it um, 7.4. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said. I just love this this commitment from Ryan Coogler just to seek out what the mm. truth was, and I, I don't think the runtime really bothers me that much. And obviously they have there, there are certain elements in the film when he's on his own, and they didn't really know what what happened with Oscar. So, you know, he did so many interviews with all his all of his friends and there's so much like YouTube footage and bits and pieces of reading from the trial and things like that. So he had, a, you know, a wealth of resources. So the runtime doesn't bother me too much. I mean, it is very short. I mean, I always complain that the films are too long yeah. and too short, yeah. usually. I mean, no, the other way around, that they're yeah. not long enough. Well, you know, so, but I mean, yeah. it didn't bother I suppose me too much. It, it's not that it bothered me that much. I just have to mention it. But I mean, it is over the course of one day and there's only so much you can pad out till you get to, you know what I mean? I guess that makes sense. If it was like more than a day in his life, maybe it should have been longer. But, you know, it was it was the last day of his life. And, I, you know, thematically, that's uh, mm. that's quite interesting. So... I mean, to shoot this in like three weeks, what looks like a quite a small budget, is quite impressive to me. So I would go like 7.6. I think. Right, screenplay. I'll be honest, I ain't got a lot of notes <laughs> for screenplay. Well, one thing that, that certainly um, I noticed straight away is that films like this, based on real events, and there's photographs and real footage attached to it, a filmmaker usually like sticks it on at the end you know, after the film is effectively finished. But in this, Ryan Coogler chooses to put the footage, like, right at the start, like, the certainly someone's camera phone footage, um, which looks like that girl he befriends in the supermarket, mm. to be honest. But I guess, you know, by doing it this way, you know, it just makes a big impact right from the staff, right, right from the off in this film, you know, and, and you're leading up to it. It doesn't pretend that it's something it's mm. not, you know. It's a, quite a brave yeah. choice, though. You hear some lines. I think it opens with darkness, some lines that are in by the actors and then the camera phone footage. Yeah, and and, and that's quite sad. And I would also go that on, um, like, good lines to start a film on of him talking to his uh, girlfriend. And it was, like, about what they want to do with their lives and stuff. And they're talking about, oh, what was it? Like, 30 days to make a new habit, something that Oprah said, yeah. Oh, yeah, Oprah's yeah. mentioned a few yeah. times. She's, she's like... Um, the god of black people, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apart from when she's interviewing royals yeah, in this country, yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of required to have an altar to Oprah. <laughs> I'm joking, right. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 As if that wasn't clear. Bad joke. But anyway. So, yeah, I, I thought that was a good uh, good line to sort of open the film on. It, You know, it's like, uh, mm. it just shows the, the sort of, um, the waste of a life you know he was going to get his shit together and mm. try to get on track and uh, yeah i mean it's interesting how they construct this character of oscar you know you know this is a real life character and they want to be as truthful as possible so you know it's what's and all with this character he's not i mean he's oh, yeah. very flawed you know in the flashback scene with his mum he visits no, his no, mum in she prison visits her. um his yeah. mum visits him no she's yeah. a saint she hasn't done anything <laughs> his mum the hell are you talking about? <laughs> no. Yeah. And he's like, he's really aggressive mm. to her. And you get the sense that he was not a nice guy at all, just really having a right go mm. at his mum. And, you know, that incredible performance where he's basically walking after her mum as, as Octavia mm. Spencer is walking out and he's just trying to escape mm. the guards. It's, it's super intense. Well, he's just saying, like, I'm sorry, just give me a hug. All I want is a hug, you know. 
Yeah, that was that was pretty powerful stuff. And then you get the progression of this character. You know, he he befriends this girl in the supermarket about how to fry fish. <laughs> um, so he calls his granny for advice. But at the same time, in that scene, you know, you get that his girlfriend like accuses him of mm. of cheating. So it's there's an there's another yeah, yeah. side of that scene. Yeah, no, I hundred percent well. got that feeling that he um, was trying to be very flirtatious and stuff. And it's yeah, it's just coming off of a. Yeah. a spat with his girlfriend where I think she caught him cheating or something like that because he's like, listen, that yeah. didn't mean nothing, you know. It's like, whatever. So, yeah, yeah probably a bit of a, yeah, ladies' man. But, I, you know, um, I think what you said is true. It's like he is very much a warts and all guy, you know, this film. Uh, he's portraying him as a real guy. It He doesn't have any of his shit together. He's making mistakes. But it, it's, it's a shame because throughout this film, it's uh, like him trying to take a stand of like, I'm going to try and do the right thing. Yeah. He's trying, he's someone trying to yeah. please yeah, everyone, basically. you know, because there's that moment later on when he, he lies to his friend at the counter. He's like, oh yeah, I got my job back. I, I got my job back and I, you know, I'm starting next mm. week. You know, he chucks all the marijuana in the, mm. in the sea, you know, he's like, no, I'm not doing the drug dealer yeah. life now, you know, even though he'll probably get an awful lot of yeah. money for it, probably. And it's just this story of a of a guy with a dark past that's just trying to please yeah. everyone. May may not be doing it in the right way at times, but really great commitment to yeah. truth in this film from Ryan Coogler because apparently he he wanted to know even up to the marketing stage, like he wanted the final say on on, on the posters and things. I want final approval mm. on it, you know. So, because Ryan Coogler grew up in Oakland, you know, this is based in the Bay Area, Oakland, San Francisco. So this film is incredibly mm. personal to Ryan Coogler as well. I had a look at some of the interviews that Michael B. Jordan and Coogler did for this film. And it's always interesting with true stories, because even though you know the outcome of the story, because the storytelling is so good, you know, there could be like different mm. outcomes sometimes when you're so in the film you know michael b jordan was saying that even though you know you know the film ends with you know oscar dying by the midpoint you're like oh it could be yeah. different <laughs> you know because you're so yeah, in it yeah. if you know what i mean you know and it's just a testament to the writing and the filmmaking that you get mm. that sense it's just a constant sense of you know he wants to go places he wants to do something do something with his with life. Your life. yeah with his life um, I like uh, even when, you know, he's out on the town with his friends and uh, he, uh, you know, his girlfriend and this other girl need the bathroom and he manages to convince the guy to use the bathroom. Mm. And then this pregnant lady needs to use the bathroom and he just like turns to him like they're standing a bit awkwardly and he's like, uh, oh, how long have you been, you know, married and stuff? And he's like, yeah. uh, what, do you want to get married? He's like, yeah, well, what's stopping you? And you're like, oh. I don't have yeah. the money. Well, I didn't have any money. It's like, oh. All those scenes just make the whole thing just mm. even more tragic. All that you just mentioned, that must mm. be real, you know, as 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 close to the word as, mm. as possible. Yeah, everything does go south really quickly. It's such a shame. And it's because he, he meets somebody on the train, just somebody at the back of the train. Like, he needs a seat. Mm. And he's walking to find a seat. Yeah. And there's just some guy from his past who just remembers him like an old drug yeah, dealer something or something like that, or someone yeah. from the prison i wasn't yeah. quite sure but it was you know his downfall that the the girl he befriended was the one that you know is calling out his name mm. you know which oh yeah this guy heard yeah this white guy yeah because yeah, yeah. yeah she she so, says out his name and he's like hang on a minute it's his own good nature that he's just that mm. gets himself killed effectively yeah. have you got a favorite line then a lot of the dialogue does sound quite like natu naturalist, you know, naturalistic, and it's not it's not like stuff yeah, that's yeah. quotable. It's stuff you probably hear somebody say, like just regular people say every day. Mine is, I'm scared. I hear guns outside from yeah, yeah, Tatiana in that little scene with with Oscar mm. and his daughter. Thirty days to start a new habit. You know, it's just good advice. Plain good advice. <laughs> <laughs> The officer that, like, escalates things. My God, he was a vicious little bugger. Mm. It was just like the police were just, like, looking for a mm. fight as well. I got that sentence as well. It's just like, what are you doing? They, how do you know that these guys are the, are the culprits of this bust yeah. up on the train? You're only picking these guys out because yeah. they're black. You know, you're not looking for any white guys. You're not looking for the mm. truth. It's just an easy target. Yeah. So, yeah, score, Bowers, for 
screenplay. So as we were saying, you know, I like, I like uh, basically it builds up this hope. You know, he encounters a lot of problems. Ah, uh, it's looking really dark. There's hope, and then you know, there's no hope at the end, and it's it's a tragedy. It's it's got a really good tragic frame. There are a lot of good characters and stuff. It is kind of a shame there aren't like many memorable quotes that we can like bust off at the top of our head. Seven point eight. I'll give it seven point eight. You know, I just I I just do appreciate you know Ryan Coogler's just commitment to truth in this and doing ridiculous amount of, of research in this film to make it seem so authentic. I'm gonna go solid eight. All right, acting then. I think the acting in this film is is pretty incredible at times, especially from obviously Michael B. Jordan is incredible, and uh, I do like Octavia Spencer as well mm. as his yeah, mum. Really good. Is incredible. His sister, uh, his uh, girlfriend, Melanie Diaz, is is really great too. If I'm honest, yeah. Um, but certainly those two, Michael B. Jordan and, and Octavia Spencer, are are pretty remarkable, really. Yeah, I agree with you there. You know, because you see them at their best, have everybody having a good time, and then things go bad, and you know they're worried, and and then you know they're they're praying for him and then he dies i thought that was that was acted mm. just just amazingly you know yeah i mean the the moment like octavia spencer hears the sad news that oscar didn't make it she's just incredible in this the stunned stillness and she just feels this immense guilt that you know it was her fault in a way because obviously she told him to to take the train so you don't need to worry about anything mm. um so she's going to have to live with that for an awful, well the rest of her life you know yeah, it's just a really powerful performance in that moment from her. It's interesting because that scene that's not not shouty or anything, not a massive outpouring of emotion. It's just it's just really subtle, and you can just read everything on her face. You know, mm. it's quite extraordinary. But Michael B. Jordan is great in this film as well. I I kind of like the the scene where he's helping the the customer by. Uh, fish in the supermarket and he phones his grandma to give and he gives her the phone so she talks to so she talks to his grandma as quite <laughs> sweet and charming but then moments after that he's going to meet his manager and pleading with him to get his job job back and he's quite aggressive in that moment yeah and then he goes to his mate uh, behind the counter to say yeah i got my job back you know clearly obviously lying to him and mm. then he when he walks off you just see all the guilt on his face and it's just those three moments in that supermarket of just completely different emotions. I mean, yeah. and we've talked about the the small budget on this film, you know. Yes, a film is cut all together and you get a lot of takes at it. But I mean, they had three weeks to shoot this. I mean, this scene, I mean, like a few days at max with this scene. So he's Michael B. Jordan really has to be on the ball with these, yeah. you know, all these different... Uh, emotions he's got to play with of just being charming aggressive yeah and look guilty you know yeah. it's quite it's not easy yeah exactly that that's a good scene i think a really good um demonstration of his acting prowess as you've said just having to go through in such a short bit of time in the scene yeah going through like so many emotions and it's yeah it's very believable you know uh when he's playing with his daughter i liked uh oh, yeah yeah just adorable. Yeah, I liked all the scenes between Michael B. Jordan and his and the little actress Arania Neal, I think her name is, who plays Tatiana. I love the bit when he's like she makes him clean his teeth with his yeah. finger. That was quite cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, obviously the acting um towards the end, you know, with the police confrontation, yeah, that was um the acting obviously, you know, it, it accentuates that, it makes it a lot more you know, believable. Um, mm. They're all like so intense in that. It is really in intense. That scene. Yeah. And you could tell, like, even how he's feeling. He's like, he's angry that this is happening. He's worried. Mm. He's scared. He's like, he's confused. And Michael B. Jordan, you know, through this, he, he, I think he's got a good handling of switching emotions on the fly. You can see oh, it yeah. in his face. Good facial acting. He doesn't even mm. have to be doing very much, and you know, something going on in his head. Yeah, just going back to Oscar and. Sophia, when they try to when they want to go out to celebrate, you know, the new year, and Tatiana says to him, you know, I'm scared. I hear guns outside. Um, Jordan's performance is kind of interesting because he he pauses for a moment, which feels like a quite a long time in in the scene. 
and he just says, oh, they're just firecrackers. But you know, in that pause, he's just contemplating, yeah, they could be guns, you know, in that shot that you mentioned, there could be guns out there, you know, and he's just about to leave his daughter. And it's just a really like subtle performance there. It's just like, oh, yeah, should I leave my daughter? There could be guns outside. You know, it's just that tricky balance that he he he, he betrays really well, just in that small moment. You know, mm. and he reassures her with Chuck E. Cheese, which sounds yeah. really nice, to be honest. <laughs> I got a clue what that is, but yeah, it know. sounds good <laughs> as <Yeah>. Brits. <laughs> yeah, as a as a British man, any you know listeners in America, we have no idea what the hell Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> is. It sounds um, good. <laughs> it sounds good. Uh, if they do burgers, send us one. I don't know, one each. <laughs> But again, like Octavia Spencer is incredible as Wanda, Oscar's mother. And one of the most powerful scenes, we've touched on it briefly, is when is in the flashback where Wanda visits Oscar in prison. And she starts the conversation by saying, uh, what happened to your face? And at the end of the conversation as well. And then she just says, you know what, I'm not coming here anymore. And the camera just stays on Spencer trying to keep her cool and her emotions intact while Oscar is giving her loads of shit, you know, and and she tells him she loves him and then just walks off quickly and it's sh- and she's just trying to stay calm and just get out of there as quick as she can. <laughs> it's just a really brilliant way of ex- of expressing so much by but by doing so little. Just so watchable to Octavia Spencer, I find. Just really, yeah. really great really powerful scene there because there's a moment where she tr- she wants to shout at him but the guard you know is walking past and then she just lowers her tone you know and there's a moment where like you know jordan has a massive argument with another inmate mm. halfway through and it's just like whoa you know jordan just feels like quite scary in that moment you know <laughs> this guy in the past was was pretty dark and and not cool you know favorite performance uh, i'm gonna give it i think to michael b jordan yeah, I think I'll probably go the same. I think f- closely followed by Octavia Spencer because she's yeah. awesome in everything, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I agree with you. So score then for acting bars. I'll go 8.1. The whole cast is, is pretty amazing, to be honest. And, you know, certainly Michael B. Jordan and Octavia Spencer have to deal with some pretty heavy stuff in this film. So I think it's it's pretty impressive. So I'll probably go... So I go like 8.5. Right, let's add up the scores then for Fruitvale Station. Fruitvale Station gets 47.4. It seems low, but I mean, for, you know, Ryan Coogler's first film, you know, I, I would say that's pretty respectable, if I'm honest. I agree, you know, yeah, it it is a, it's a first crack and it's a really good crack. Mm. It's just one of those things, it's like, it's good, but we've reviewed films which I do find superior to this but that's because those directors have had much bigger experience (laughs) experience and much bigger budgets you know so but it is it is very good for as you keep rightly saying yeah the time constraints he had and the fact that it's his first uh try and um the funds for it and he did he did a really good job so mr encyclopedia man what is your pick for michael b jordan film so mine is Creed. Creed. Why did yes. you pick this one? Because I like it. <laughs> I think that's simple. Uh, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just I thought it was a good film. I, I watched it once. I'd always been meaning to watch it. I uh, I think one of the reasons I I did you know I didn't rush to watch it when it I think I watched it basically as Creed Two was coming out. Yeah. Um, and I haven't watched that yet either. And I've only seen. I'm not like a big Rocky fan. And I've no, only I'm not seen. Either, uh, to be honest. Exactly. I've only seen like two Rockies um, and probably not like the most iconic ones. I've seen Rocky five and uh, Rocky six. So, oh, right. you know, it's just Balboa. The bad ones. <laughs> yeah. I've seen none of the, you know. Good ones. None of the good ones. <laughs> not one, not two, not three. Yeah, not, uh, not even four. So four is the one where, because uh, I did some research, is where uh, Apollo Creed dies. I've never watched that. Mm. Uh, you oh, really? no idea. So... But yeah, I did some research, you know, obviously familiarized myself with with mm. what it's about. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, uh, I quite like it. And, you know, Sylvester Stallone is back. I think uh, he's played that character for a very long time. Yeah. That's, that's just... I, certainly with the first Rocky film, he wrote and directed it. And yeah. 
That was his big break. Yeah, I'm not sure he won an Oscar. I can't remember. I think the film it's won Best Picture. Yeah, at the time, I'm surprised he didn't go with Black Panther. If I'm honest. (laughs) Yeah, I well, here's the thing. Now this is going to sound terrible because I thought somebody was going to pick Black Panther that you would pick it. Or oh right, (laughs) and it's certainly what you think of when you think of the actor. And I'm going to say something very controversial. Black Panther is not my favorite Marvel film. I don't even think it's. In my top ten, I don't, I don't <gasps> like it. Really, that much. not even <laughs> yeah. in the top ten. Not wow. even in my top ten. I don't actually like wow. it. Wow, that um, that's going to come as a horrible okay, shock. No. We we can review it some other day. Cheers, and, uh, mate. Our listeners just go. The <laughs> count has just plummeted yeah. now. Yeah, it's went from ten people <laughs> to none. <laughs> you just got one guy in Alaska somewhere now. <laughs> but um, it's just one of those things. Like I thought it was all right. And then oh, I thought right. I got just kind of blown out of proportion. We can do a, re- a review separately if you want my like <laughs> thoughts on Black Panther. Yeah. So, so because I wanted to win this, I want to score my film well. Yeah. So I wanted to pick a Michael B. Jordan film I, I thought right. was actually amazing. When Shang-Chi comes out, we're going to do MCU orig- origin films. Okay. All so right. you have an opportunity to pick it. Okay. One. Well, it depends. It could work out. If I, even if I score mm-hmm. it really badly, if you give it tens and shit, you know, maybe I could win. <laughs> I don't know. All right. I mean, it is in my top ten, but not in the top five. So okay, fair enough. For another podcast. For another let's, podcast. Yes. Yeah. Let, let's let's take our noses out of Marvel's ass for, for now. <laughs> yeah. Move on to. So, what happens in Creed, Mister Encyclopedia Man? All right. Yeah, this is the story of Adonis Creed. The illegitimate child of Apollo Creed, um, notable villain-slash-hero of the Rocky franchise mm-hmm. and rival to Rocky Balboa. He was an illegitimate child. He was raised in uh, orphanages, and Apollo Creed's wife, after he dies, finds him and adopts him. And even though he's like got a really good life with her, you know, lives in a mansion, he's got uh, this you know white-collar job, he's going out to learn boxing and he's boxing and he decides I want to be just a professional boxer you know like his dad although it's it's very much like he wants to make it on his own it's like almost like yeah he hides the know. fact that he's a creed he just calls yeah. himself Johnson yeah and he tracks down Rocky Balboa tells him you know that he's his son and wants Rocky to to train him so he can be the best mm. i was very tempted to to try and do an accent there but I, I was like, no, nah, this what, one I can't do. What, Rocky? Well. Rocky. Well, Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> it's hard. Uh, Adrian! <laughs> Adrian! I no, no, that's, that's wrong. You, you got the wrong pitch. I would have done it's a better terrible. Bruce Lee, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Adrian! <laughs> no, no, don't mind. Stop it. <laughs> don't it's try. better than yours. <laughs> what, better than my own voice? <laughs> yeah. Don't think so. <laughs> or some would say anything's uh, better than your own voice yes <laughs> yeah. right directing then I feel like this is really impressive by Ryan Coogler I must mention actually when they were making this film someone suggested to the producers oh well, how about Ryan Coogler well first of all they weren't even sure they wanted to, to even do another another Rocky film mm. and then they had the idea of doing Creed and then they showed them, you know, Fruitville Station. And they were like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> this is amazing. So they're very sceptical. But after seeing Fruitvale Station, they, they greenlit it. And obviously this led to him, Ryan Coogler getting, and Michael B. Jordan getting the Black Panther gig as well with the late Chadwick Boseman. But certainly the directing in from Ryan Coogler is really impressive for me and just and oozes confidence. Certainly with... With the long takes in this film, there's a lot of long takes. I don't know if you noticed. Certainly, uh, in the first fight in Mexico, you know, we follow Adonis like climb some stairs, you know, to the ring. And then, then the camera like circles the ring, you know, after they're jabbing for a, for a bit, you know, and then it cuts away. And there's another long take that I'll talk about later. But I just feel like this is such an impressive film. Uh, directing from Ryan Coogler. And bear in mind, this is his first big film. I think this is this is pretty impressive. Yeah. So. I, I do think um, the cinematography, just how it looks, the shots, you know, 
it's a nice looking film, you know, and it's a, it's a great tale, and it just helps out mm. with that. Doesn't yeah. seem to be phased on like how he wanted to direct this either. It's not cautious. He's throwing caution to the wind in this film, you know, yeah. and how he wants to use the camera compared to the limitations he had in Fruitvale. Absolutely. And I kind of like the scene where where Adonis goes into the the Creed gym and he like bets his car. Uh, to see if someone can like punch him with a clean hit, that yeah. was quite cool. And there's these. Cool, I love like, the stats. I love the yeah. stats. <laughs> the freeze frames is cool. Yeah, it's like someone's like, "I'll do it." And Michael Jordan's face is just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I didn't realize this guy was here. It's just incredible. Where it's like <laughs> seventeen wins, no, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Andre and Ward. It, you know? Yeah, yeah, and then it comes out. He takes the first guy out like that. It's the second guy that. He was like, oh, shit, I take that back. I'm going. I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) But I kind of love how he gets flattened. You know, the camera just follows him down really quickly, and it's just you get a sense of that punch in real time, you know. Mm. It just follows him down really quick, and it kind of echoes like that that, um, punch in the last fight where it's all slow motion as well as as the camera goes down in slow motion. That was Mm. kind of a cool echo there. Again, you know, with with a Rocky film, you're going to get montages. Yeah, <laughs> I thought this one wasn't too showy, not not too boring either. Um, there's one which I quite liked when he goes to the older gym across town. It's kind of like a, a, a tougher area in Philadelphia, mm. and you really get a sense of like Donnie's progression. Um, and there's just some really nice shots with Jordan and, and Stallone, like punching the little bag at the same time. It just yeah. looked really cool. And yeah, I kind of love the moment where, like, Stallone decides to stop um, Jordan's rhythm, and it was, you know, with the bag, he, he catches it. It was quite funny and just <laughs> yeah. felt really improvised, you know, like that. Yeah, no, it was really good. It's, uh, yeah, I, lo- I love that montage. I thought it's, yeah, it's a feel good montage. They have very little time to get ready for this match. Or... Yeah, it's just, it builds up. It's like, you know, he's getting better, he's getting faster, they're having mm. some fun, they're training, they're training. It's, I just, and I love the shots, you know. That was yeah. good. It was a good montage. Mm. And again, like the first like pro fight he has is all done in like one shot. Mm. It's pretty insane. From the point where he touches glove where he comes out of the the ring, he touches gloves with his opponent and basically till the end really. Cuz you would think this this you would do it all in one, all in like wide shots with the camera, but it's the camera's just so fluid. You go from, you know, a wide shot to close-ups of the two fighters. Um, fighting like really tight at times and then you have a the camera just drifts off to rocky outside the ring coaching him you know and it's just really clever um up until the point where like they're cheering and celebrating that they're his first professional victory because certainly with a big i mean this is a big budget i didn't notice the stitches if there was any you know because sometimes you kind of stitch these things together but i didn't notice that hmm. i think they do there's a long shot of the final fight, which I think they do stitch it together because um, there's like a big flash of light just before he gets into the ring. And there's a, there's a guy that like walks straight across the camera as well. I'm just like, yeah, they could have stitched that. <laughs> yeah. But with this one, I the first pro fight he does, I, I can't see any of the stitches. I think it was yeah. it was all done, you know, one shot. One take, yeah. Yeah, it was very. It was really impressive. Quite like the uh, Ricky Conlon uh, walk on at the final fight. Oh man, I was going to mention that. That was, really that was cool. amazing. <laughs> that was incredible. I, I love because you have um, Adonis's walk on, and that's oh, it's a feel good one. He's coming on. He's got the music. He's got Rocky and stuff, and you're like, it's modest. Yeah. And Conlon is anything but modest. That was insane. <laughs> How the lights dim down and everybody's got their flashlights on their phones on. Yeah, and yeah. it's like stars. <laughs> it's like a stadium of stars. And it's completely black in his corner as he's coming out the door. Yeah, because the camera like slowly pushes into the tunnel and all in yeah, black. Yeah, into the tunnel, yeah. So it's like all these stars, which are the phones and stuff, and just a tunnel of black focusing on it and you got the music building building and a dude spits fire to illuminate <laughs> conlin it's like what the hell yeah <laughs> that was that really was, cool that was cool i thought that was awesome and then he yeah. comes out and it's all kind of backlit and slow motion with the hip-hop music it's yeah. just really really epic that bit. <laughs> yeah man yeah it was like it was the final boss really of the video cool. game it was <laughs> 
that was incredible. That you know, that was that was a hell of a intro. It's a hell of an intro. But I think my favorite shot is in the last montage at the end. Well, where it's basically him training and also the chemotherapy and stuff like that. Yeah, I kind of like that where they they're tra- you know, he's helping Rocky with his chemo, you know, and when he is training himself well, on his own and with the other coaches in the gym, there's a lot of like backlit shots of Donnie doing like these crazy punches to this punch bag. And that, and the last one is all done in slow mo. It, it just looks really great. But my favorite shot is when he's like running down the street and all the bikers like, yeah, I like uh, that one. Drive past him all in slow motion. It's just a really great visual that, and like some of them doing wheelies. It was just, it was quite, quite cool, quite a cool yeah. visual there. Yeah, that was cool. It's like they're they're out there to support him. And then you got Rocky, you know, in the window. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. Got me yeah. in the fields. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and he's like shouting up to him like, yeah, yeah, you know. How about you, sir? Sex scene. Yeah. Hmm? That was, that was, sex right. scene, that was shot pretty well. Yeah. You didn't get myself much of it, to be honest. You didn't get too much of it. It was a little. It was a teaser. It was a taste. All right. Um, the tortoise got a lot of it, though. You see that? <laughs> yeah. Where they're, they're having it. And it goes up to the to Rocky's tortoise. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh god. Uh, someone's fanfic. Right yeah. It's that uh, teenage mutant ninja turtle black ba- black panther crossover we've always wanted. So my score for directing. Yeah, I'll go pretty high to be honest. I mean, the, the montages are done really well, and his commitment to these ridiculous one shots, oneers, mm. just in that you know that his first pro fight in the middle of the film, just all one shot is really insane, and you don't really notice it as well. You only notice it if you're really looking for it. Oh, oh also, I, I just want to mention yeah. I like the scene mainly because you know it builds up, and you you've got to have a scene like this where you think he's out, he's down and out, and I thought they did a good job just how that was done where Conlon oh, yeah. floors him and just the noise bleeds out and he hits the ground. He looks dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like everybody's like, ah. and then he just shoots back to life. Uh, yeah. I like that. And also the scene where he was beating on him and blood is going everywhere. Oh, yeah. It is like the camera's like, oh, yeah, there's some blood here and some blood here. It's when they and, spit it out in the court, in yeah. between rounds, I think. Exactly. And just a close-up of the blood, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it's intercut between like commentators and the cleaner and mm. the coaches and everybody just like, yeah, I don't think he's going to survive this. You know, I thought that yeah. was a good, that was a good. Yeah. It was an interesting like combination of making that final fight cinematic, but at the same time making it feel like it's a real sport event, sports event on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a few shots like you would see in a real boxing match, which I found interesting. That combination mm. was, was interesting. Um, yeah. Which I think worked as well. Yeah, definitely. So anyway, sorry to interrupt you. That's all right. School, but... <laughs> I'm going to go 8.3, I think. Yeah, I think that's a good score. Yeah, I'm going to go probably an 8.5. I'm going to go a little higher. You know, there are a few really good shots in uh, Fruitville Station. Mm. And this is a case of, yeah, shit, this is what this director can do with a bigger budget. Yeah. He just packs this film with some really... Uh, quite amazing shots where you're just like, whoa, this is it's so cinematic, you know. Mm. It's a lush film. It's a beautiful film, yeah. Well, yeah, you get this sense that Ryan Coogler is just like, yeah, I've got my chance now. I'm not going to throw it away. I'm going to throw everything into this. Put, exactly. Just throw know, everything. as good as I can. everything at the screen, yeah. Just all these good to ideas. To make it work, you know. Yeah, definitely. And make it memorable. And mm. uh, I, I think he definitely succeeded. So, screenplay then... I nearly did the accent then, but like, no, I'm still trying to tell myself. Adrian, no. where's Adrian. the screenplay? Yes. Um, <laughs> I kind of like the opening credit card. The credit card? The opening credit card. <laughs> Not a good decision to put credit cards in your... Yeah. You're going to lose Sloan, a lot of money. Now, now we have all your cash. No, I like the opening title card reveal um, with like the young um, Adonis in prison... And he says to his adopted mama, "What was his name?" You know, talking about Apollo yeah, his Creed. Father, yeah. um, and then it cuts to Creed title card. I thought that was quite a powerful opening. A really well done to reveal that that title. Absolutely, um, it, it did feel quite epic to me. 
Yeah, he talked a bit about like the final fight. I kind of liked how it was constructed as well. I don't think in the screenplay, Ryan Coogler is... Because he wrote this as well. He wrote Fruitvale, obviously. But he wrote this one as well, and he wrote Black Panther. I don't think he's doing anything terribly special with the structure of this film. Mm. Basically, it mirrors the first film, because Ador- yeah. Adonis doesn't win the fight, like Rocky doesn't win the fight in the first film as well. It's just It very much plays homage to the first Rocky film, mm. um, which I think is quite nice. You know, Adonis starts like really badly and then he progressively gets better to a point where you think he might win and then boom, gets smashed to the canvas in this incredible slow motion shot. And then you see all like the the flashbacks from the film, like the happy moments, the moments of struggle just cut like really quickly to make it feel like really raw. And then, but then obviously the, the little moment, the little piece of footage from of Carl Withers as Apollo Creed in one of the films, which snaps him back up to his feet, is really great. And then at the end, Donnie knocks Ricky down for the first time in his career. Oh man, that that was that was a good yeah. moment because you felt like he's he's won. Oh my god! Mm. After all this, and it's like a success story. He's won, and I think the referee they cut it close. It's like as he stands up, he hits nine, so it's ten for yeah. knockout, and he stands up, and then the round is gone. Mm. And Rocky's, and you know, Adonis falls to his knees, and Rocky's like, "Listen, man, it's fine. If we had ten more seconds, you would have, you would have won. Ten yeah, more yeah. seconds." And I get the sense that you know Ryan Coogler, like Fruitvale, he's just very much trying to focus on these characters and trying to focus on like where is Rocky at at this moment? Um, who is this guy, uh, Adonis Creed, Adonis Johnson? You know, and I, I just like that commitment there uh, from him. But there is some kind of cool lines as well, epic ones as well, you know, during that fight. And it's, you know, this whole concept of you're fighting yourself. You know, there's that, that kind of that cool scene of of uh, Rocky training him and he's just looking, he's just fighting himself in the mirror. Yeah. I quite like that. Yeah. And during the fight, he's just like, it's you against you. Get him out of the way, you know, get Ricky Collin out of the way. You're fighting against yourself. I like that. Yeah, he's your toughest opponent. He's your worst yeah. enemy. It's you. I like mm. that. Yeah. I feel like he could be breaking a lot of mirrors, but yeah. <laughs> well, I, I do like the, the idea of, of it because blocking. he's like, when you're attacking, what's he doing? Attacking. So you better be blocking. It's like you got to be faster than your yeah. own reflection before you can. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, that was good. Some unconventional training methods. Mm. There's a lot of like funny, charming lines as well. Like that was pretty good. Chickens are slowing down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Uh, I, I think actually my favorite line yeah. in the um, the first like big montage where he's training him and training him yeah. is where he's doing jump rope and the bell rings and he's put he, oh, he yeah. puts down the jump rope and I like uh, Rocky says something like that bell don't mean school's out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's going. like that bell means hell. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was cool. That was good. I like that line. And like the, all the little banter as well when he decides to like move into Rocky's place and he's like, oh, you better not walk around naked either, you know? <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's funny. I like the scene where Donnie is doing press-ups in the hospital next to Rocky and he says, I used to do that with one hand. I didn't want to say anything though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, he <laughs> and he's shadow boxing. He's like, don't hurt the, don't hit the nurse. She'll lay yeah. you out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But also, what was it? The relationship between him and uh, the girl from upstairs. I thought that was quite Bianca. sweet. And yeah, Bianca. And the fact that she also has her own sort of stuff going on, her own arc. She mm. doesn't exist as just his girlfriend. She's trying to be a successful musician before, mm. like, she loses her hearing, which is like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, she seems quite fleshed out. And he almost screws that up for her when uh, Rocky has cancer. He discovers looking at his pamphlet and mm. he doesn't want. And he, he doesn't really want to go through the chemotherapy. And what was it? That guy uh, that's going to headline, do you remember? Like he goes to her, uh, you know, where she's playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the guy that's going to headline is asking if he can have a photo with him. And he calls him Baby Creed. Oh, and yeah, that really that. pisses him off. Yeah. Don't call me that. And then the guy doesn't like Adonis threatening him. Of like, don't call me that, I swear. you know. Don't. And he says something like, 
uh, you talk to me like that, baby Creed. I'll send you VIP to see your dad. And he just, bang, knocks him out. (laughs) Knocks him out cold. And, uh, yeah, she's very angry about that. Almost ruined Mm. ruined her chance. Certainly I got the sense in that as well and in Fruitvale that Michael B. Jordan can turn scary, like, pretty quickly. Oh, (laughs) He can turn it on to be turn scary. Turn it on and off, yeah. Fucking quickly. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> you can turn the charm on. You're like, oh, this is the one. When he gets angry, it's like, yeah. yeah. It's like a demon. You don't want to fuck with him. And I kind of like the little lines at the end, right at the end where he says, one step at a time, you know, when when he's helping Rocky climb the Philadelphia steps. Yeah. And he's oh. like, one, one step at a time. And he's like, oh, who told you that? Oh, some <laughs> old man. <laughs> yeah. <You know. laughs> yeah, that was funny. And when uh, he wins the fight, Felicia Rashford, um, who plays Rashad, sorry, um, who plays Donnie's foster mum, says, "Oh, you gave me a heart attack, but I'm proud of you." You know, that's yeah. kind of cool. But my my favorite line is kind of weird as well. It was kind of funny and weird at the same time. Do you know what I'm on about? Yeah. Just a great moment of catharsis as well. It's a moment when, like, the ref just before the first pro fight, where the referee is uh, no, the final fight. Oh no, no, I no! Remember which the, one? It was the first. Is the one where he's going to shit himself? Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. No, that was um, that. Was that? I'm trying to think where it actually happened. No, it was the final fight. It was the oh, final right. fight. Yeah, yeah. It was okay. the final fight. He was explaining to him the rules, mm. and then he's just like. You need to cut me out of these gloves. He's like, "What the hell are you talking about? We're going up." He's like, "You need to cut me out of these gloves. I need to take a shit." I'm <laughs> this comes out of nowhere. Yeah. You know? I think it's just it's the hilarious. nerves. It's it's the nerves. Yeah. It's like he's never had to do anything like this. He just cut. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was. Funny. It was like you either cut me out of these gloves or you've got to wipe my ass. And it was like, just the fact know. that you know the way it was done, where the referee is talking to him, and then it all goes like the sound slowly cuts out and then he says it like cut my gloves off cut my gloves off i need a shit (laughs) you know it's just really funny uh so what's my favorite line i think i'll go with the rocky one of that bell doesn't mean school school's out that bell means hell yeah so score for me then as i said it kind of focuses on the characters more than what the structure of the whole Mm. film is i think when you do a sports film like this you're very limited on what structural changes you can do and like how you can mess with the audience so i'm not saying they play it safe in this film but i think it's just quite nice and a simple way just to just have a little subtle homage to the first film the way it's structured i guess so so i'll go like 7.8 i think how about you sir i'll go 8.3 8.3 determined to win Actually, did I say 8.3? I mean 9. Not, yes. Uh, 10. 10. 10.5. Yes, okay. acting was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Try that. Even out. Zero. Uh, um, yeah, 8.3. Yeah, so what? So acting then. Do you like Sylvester Stallone? Did you like Michael B. Jordan? Oh, I, I actually did really like Sylvester Stallone. I thought he mm. brought it, man. He brought it. Like the whole aging... Like end of his road, Rocky. He's doing this one last favor for his friend's kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I, I just thought he was like he had a heart of gold. He was he was so sweet in the film. There's one thing I never thought I'd see Sylvester Stallone do. Do you know what that is? Um, Dance. Dance. Oh, <laughs> thought you meant have cancer. <laughs> you remember that incredible like little dance? Oh, sequence? where he wakes him up at five in the morning. That was pretty funny. And he's like <laughs> shuffling along. Yeah. 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 That was that was terrible. <laughs> To uh, wake up everybody by Harold Marvin and the <laughs> Blue Notes, which is quite funny. And like Michael B. Jordan's like priceless reactions, just like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? What the hell is happening yeah. right now? Am I still dreaming? But yeah, Michael B. Jordan is great in this character as well. I like the bit where Donnie is trying to get to sleep, um, but someone downstairs uh, is playing like really loud music, and he gets up, knocks on the door. And he's he's about to be like really pissed <laughs> off at this person, and then Tess, Tessa Thompson, like this beautiful woman, <laughs> opens the door, and he's just like, "I'm Donny, <laughs> hi." <laughs> like, what do you want, Donny? <laughs> yeah. His face again is just like a picture. It's like I did not expect yeah. it to be you. <laughs> want to go for a coffee? <laughs> Maybe make love in mm. front of a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why are you so I focused on that scene? It's just because there's a turtle. a turtle in there. It's a dirty turtle. But yeah, there's some quite powerful emotional scenes in this film uh, with Sylvester Stallone, especially when he's like refusing to, to take chemotherapy. You know, I've never really seen Stallone like that, certainly in his latter career. He doesn't fully release himself into all-out emotion because I don't think Rocky would do that. And he's talking to Adonis, you know, as his trainer as well, and he, he just doesn't want to fully release it if you know what i mean but he just he, he just wants to show donnie that he's like touched a nerve here and then when he says uh we're not family really and then donnie just like runs off quickly and he and he immediately regrets it and he's just like oh i've just left donnie in like in a really vulnerable position right now and that's the part where we've talked about before where he just hits this vip at bianca's mm. concert you know yeah and then uh when he's in the holding cell um he's like you know, why are you here? You said you're just my trainer. We're not family. It's like, get the hell away from me. I love that moment, though, when he's he's where Jordan is just getting really pissed off at him and Rocky just takes it and he's just like, and I love the reaction from him. And he says, oh, I ain't leaving until I tell you what's on my mind. It's just so calm and does. And, it, and it's just the performance was telling me he was just like, I don't really care what you're going about, about to do to me or whatever. I just need to say this, you know. Because I really respect you and I want you to do well in life, not just in boxing, but in, in life, you know. Um, it was just a really subtle moment there from from Rocky. Sylvester Stallone. When he's given the news that he's got cancer and about chemotherapy and every time it's brought up, he wants to mention like his mm. wife, you know, it's like, it's the same thing my wife had. And it's like, you can do the chemo. It's the same thing she had. You could tell it's like, it's it pains mm. him to say it. It's just like, no. No, just no, no, no. Yeah. I'm not going through that. Interesting casting as well in this film. Because do you know who, who they uh, cast as uh, Ricky Conn? No, I've never seen that guy in my life, I don't think. Not a boxing fan, yeah, then. <laughs> I, I know next to nothing about boxing. I'm no, I mean, I'm not a big boxing fan. I'm not a massive fan, really, only in the mm. films, to be honest. Uh, Ricky Conn is played by Tony Bellew, a oh, real boxer. <laughs> Yeah, he's a real boxer. And I think it's just a really great move from Ryan Coogler to actually hire a real boxer because, you know, in, in the sport of boxing, you have to have, like, this massive personality. You know, the sometimes, like, the weigh-ins and the press conferences before big fights is literally the same yeah. as you see in films like this, in yeah. Creed and Rocky. It's literally the same. So it's just, like, a kind of a really cool, canny move to, to hire Tony Bellew in this yeah. film. He is built like a brick shithouse. <laughs> and it's interesting as well, because Tony Bellew's, like, a massive Everton fan, and they do the the final fight in Everton, you know? So it's kind of, I'll only do it if we <laughs> yeah. do it in Everton. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was just really clever, actually, you know, because you need someone really charismatic and like, why not just cast mm. a real boxer? And he did a re- yeah. really good job. Yeah, I, I like the uh, the way in where he's getting on his nerves. Yeah, I, I oh, thought yeah. that was good. <laughs> he's like just cutting him off. He's like, listen, you know, you're only here because of your name. You know, you're just nothing, man. Mm. Have you seen any of like the uh, Tyson Fury, um, Deontay Wilder press conferences? Um, <laughs> it's literally like that, but yeah. worse. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I bet. Yeah, like, I saw. Um, they literally play yeah. it down in this. Film. No, I, I saw like <laughs> clips of like a few press conferences, just where they they go, they go bad. You know, where they start to shove each other and you know get in each other's face. Yeah, but in like these real um, boxing press conferences, there's always these massive dudes, these massive like bodyguards all yeah. around them. Have you, <laughs> you heard know, of a? So, because they always do this like face off thing and there's always like these massive guys like right there in case yeah. something happens which yeah. usually does but you know they're big enough yeah, to I just separate I think I saw them. one you know like the UFC yeah I saw yeah. one where um the two guys were having the press conference then had the stare down and both raised their fists at each other and the the guy in the middle you know they got the big guys he's like putting them away yeah, yeah. and then it turns out they were just joking and they just laughed and they it was a oh, right. it was a joke to the uh, you know to the big guy that's meant to break them up. He's like, ah, you see your face. All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. Uh, so, so I guess in that sense, there is a bit of it's not terribly realistic, but it's not a big thing for me. So, who's your favorite performance, Spouse? 
I think I should say like Michael B. Jordan, but I do quite like Sylvester Stallone in this. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's not one where it's like he's quite reserved. He he is just being Sylvester Stallone. He's being Rocky. You know, words of wisdom, and you know he's struggling. Obviously, he's older. I'm trying to think who I should give it to. Well, mine is yeah, Sylvester oh, okay. Stallone. So. Okay, then I feel I feel maybe a little <laughs> less guilty saying Sylvester Stallone. Then I think I will say okay. Yeah, no I think I might say Stallone. Because he was nominated for an Oscar. And I remember a lot of critics were up in arms that Sylvester Stallone didn't win yeah. that year for Best Supporting yeah. Actor. I think it was Mark Rylance that won that year for basically saying, oh, what does he say in Bridge of Spies? Would it help? He just says, would would it help? Like loads of times and he wasn't, wins a fucking Oscar for it. But there we go. It right, obviously what? helped. <laughs> it did, yes. So yeah, I think I'll go Stallone. Score then for acting. For me, I'm going to go... Eight point two, I think. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Eight point two. Cool. Let's add up the scores then for Creed. But yeah, I do think Stallone is kind of aged like a fine wine. You're not a wine drinker. I'm not a wine drinker. Yeah, it all tastes horrible to me. But if I was a wine drinker, <laughs> he would be a nice wine. Yes, if you were <laughs> yeah. a rich man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Creed gets forty nine point three. So Creed wins this one by just under two points. Fruitvale Station gets 47.4. So Creed is the winner this week. Next week, we'll be uh, looking at the film Wrath of Man, which comes out in the States in cinemas. And I think we get it in the UK in June, which stars uh, the one and only Jason Statham. Nice. If you didn't hear me right, it's Jason yes. Statham. The English Bacon. English bacon. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that made no sense to me, but there we go. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> anyway. I think too many punches to the head. <laughs> I'm watching too many boxing movies. Yeah. As ever, Boaz, you've been uh, rather good. All right. Back to rather then. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Was it because of that bad, bad joke? I've been demoted. Yes, I, I don't know what, what happened there, quite frankly. <laughs> I'm not sure I connect Jason Safem with bacon that often, quite frankly. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it for this week's pod. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to find out more about the podcast or suggest future topics for us to discuss related to upcoming releases, let us know on Instagram at film versus film podcast and on twitter at fvf underscore podcast remember please subscribe pod signing off